Welcome to Building a Life of Prayer with Pastor David Beatty of River Oaks Community Church, taking you through the prayers of the Bible so that you can grow in your confidence and enjoyment of prayer. Thank you for joining me today as we're continuing to talk about building our prayer lives. We've been studying the New Testament book of Acts, and we've seen there that frequently believers prayed together. There are, by my count, 13 instances of corporate prayer in the book of Acts. And by corporate prayer, I mean Christians praying together. One of those instances is found in Acts chapter 13, the first three verses, and I'll read those now. Now there were in the church at Antioch prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manaen, a lifelong friend of Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then after fasting and praying, they laid hands on them and sent them off. So these church leaders are fasting together. They're worshiping the Lord. They're praying. And the Holy Spirit says, Set apart Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I've called them. This is the great sending out of the Apostle Paul. Here he is still being called Saul, but later he's known as Paul. And Barnabas into missions work. Verse 4 reads, So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia, and from there they sailed to Cyprus. So this great launching forth of world missions begins, and Paul and Barnabas immediately are seeing God's power demonstrated as they spread the gospel, but they're also encountering persecution. In uh, verse 8 of Acts chapter 13, they encounter a magician named Elamus who's seeking to turn the proconsul that they're trying to reach away from the faith. But God fills Paul with the Spirit who uh, does an extraordinary miracle And the opposition of that man is overcome. At the end of Acts chapter 13, we read that um, as they take the gospel to the Gentiles, the Gentiles were rejoicing and glorifying the word of the Lord. And as many as were appointed to eternal life believed, and the word of the Lord was spreading throughout the whole region. But in the next verse we read, But the Jews incited the devout women of high standing and the leading men of the city and stirred up persecution against Paul and Barnabas and drove them out of their district. So we see Paul and Barnabas being sent out by the church in great power, but also experiencing great persecution. This was a pattern for the Apostle Paul. It seemed that everywhere he went, he was persecuted. God's power was demonstrated in bringing lots of people to faith in Jesus, but there was great persecution. That's why later, writing to the Corinthians, Paul wrote these words, For we do not want you to be unaware, brothers, of the affliction we experienced in Asia. For we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death. But that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He delivered us from such a deadly peril, and He will deliver us. On Him we have set our hope that He will deliver us again. And note these words now. You also must help us by prayer 
so that many will give thanks on our behalf for the blessing granted us through the prayers of many. The Apostle Paul, here in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and throughout his letters, asked for the prayers of God's people. And there's a lesson here for us. And the lesson is that we should especially pray for those who are doing the work of spreading the gospel, particularly those who are in missions and are reaching unreached people in remote parts of the world. They encounter much opposition and often persecution. And so I strongly encourage you to pray for those who are doing the Lord's work in missions around the world.